Yes. Good afternoon, as I put my deerskin drum down. Uh, welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. Happy Wednesday. I'm Gerardo Munoz. It's your boy, Kevin Adams. And we are here. Episode 24. Woo! The final examinations episode. The final examinations. The graduation episode. Graduation. The continuation episode. Commencement. The, the commencement episode. <laughs> the... How much longer do we have again? Yeah, oh episode. my god, I gotta make it through one more week of you know, this. I was like a week ago. Like I've gone through this whole process of like <laughs> a week ago, this seemed impossible. <laughs> a week right? ago, I was and like, then, I gotta find a new job. And then we got back from Chicago. We're gonna talk about our trip to Chicago. Yeah. Um, got back from Chicago Sunday night, and I'm like, well, it's just another full week. And then yesterday, I'm like, how is it not Friday? <laughs> what is it taking so long? It's just crazy. So welcome to <laughs> the endless time loop. That is this podcast. No, that is the school year. <laughs> that is two dope teachers in a mic. This is episode 24. This is our Mason Plumley episode. I prefer to call it the Champ Bailey episode. All right. I have all all due respect to Mason. He's played better than I ever expected yeah, him to is play. He better than he, when I saw that he was on our roster at the beginning of the season. I was like... Oh, the Twitter hatred. The Twitter <laughs> hatred when they traded Nurkic for him. I was like, are you kidding me? Out of all... But he actually played better than nah, I thought. No, he filled his role. He filled his but role. But I'd still rather call it the Champ Bailey episode. I, I, I'm going to go with the Willie Mays episode. The Willie Mays episode is good. Shout out to my grandma, Inez McGregor. No longer no longer with us. But she saw Willie Mays make that catch. She did. She did. And uh, she told the story so many times that my mother actually thought... Shout out to mom... Uh, actually thought that she had seen it as well. That's, that's good. How many times that's, that's, how, that's when you know you're a good parent at telling a story. When your kid's like, yeah. I think I was there. People are like, no, you weren't. Hey, so <laughs> whether you are in Team Mason Plumley, Team Champ Bailey, Team Willie Mays, Team Jeff Gordon, Team Delta O'Neill. <laughs> just said Jeff Gordon. Delta O'Neill. Delta. Delta O'Neill. There was a lot of pretty good uh, players who good played 24s. for the Broncos. Some good 24s. Uh, Otis Armstrong, Otis record Armstrong. holder. Uh, Wyman Henderson with that goofy face mask. I see. I don't know some. Of those, some of those players are before my Denver time. I'll be, oh, that's right. Because you're not from I'm here. Not from here. I'm from here. All right. I was a Falcons fan back then, and they were horrible. And <laughs> now they're good. You don't follow them. <laughs> now they're, they're okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd say good. Yeah. I mean, they're capable of getting to the Super Bowl and losing. That's so, right. So you know, that's, that's not right. a bad thing. Uh, yeah, so here we are. Um, yes. We, uh, we, took a, we took a super fun th- trip to Chicago. I uh, want to go ahead and just real quick shout out the Journey for Justice shout uh, out. organization. J for J. J, for J. We um, choo- hashtag We Choose Equity. Yep, so we attended that conference. Not the illusion of school choice. Not the illusion of school choice. Wow, you, you remember the whole thing. I would have struggled. I um, told you. Yeah, you, you know. Things. I didn't even write no notes. I'm bowing down to you. Oh, stop! Yeah. Um. So the uh. Yeah. So this uh conference was lit. It, it was, was lit. It was, it was definitely it was great. Lit. And uh, we came back, uh, feeling good. So we're gonna talk about our experience there. Definitely. Also, I saw Hamilton. So get he did. ready. He did. Get ready because I'm gonna be. He did people. We're, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Do... And he was singing it from the <laughs> from <laughs> the time he walked out of the theater yeah. Yeah. to the I think he might I'm surprised he still didn't he I was singing, singing it, it right I was now. singing it a lot today and you know so, so a lot of our kids have never actually like heard of Hamilton like <laughs> and so they actually think that I have like skills <laughs> they're like he made like, Mr. Mr. You got bars he wrote he made up a rap you got about, bars about, about the constitution about the constitution <laughs> and the revolutionary war and like a good teacher I'm like yep yeah, I did. I'm, yeah, I'm I pretty did. tight. It's just a little something. Check it's it. It's going to be, I'll have something on SoundCloud this summer, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll talk about that, uh, the, the conference, not Hamilton, so much. 
we'll talk about our um, Two Dope Book Club that we're book looking club, to get yes, organized this yes. summer and just got kind of, plans. you know, got some things going on. So, um, closing out the year, right? Attempting to. It's such a mixed, like, bag for me. Like, do you have your non-teacher friends who are like, hey, you're almost <laughs> done, and then it's summer, and I'm like, yes, but I have a million things to do, I'm not going to make it. I don't talk to my non-teacher I'm friends. Sur- <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I have non-teacher friends. <laughs> hey, yo, non-teacher friends, if you're out there, please hit me up hit so I up. remember that I have non-teacher friends. I have a handful that I see every once in a while. But it's like, but you'll hear, like, we were, we were having dinner, dinner with the neighbors last night, really, really cool people, yeah, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, and one of them was like, hey, so just five more days, I'm like... Oh my God, is that all I have to get my stuff done? Like my grade book is a shambles. My classroom looks like a tornado hit. Like how? And you I'm do supposed that to have final, all this. Fun final cleanup, which is putting everything away. But they're terrible at cleanup. I can't get them to clean up. Like they can't even, they can't even put a Chromebook away properly. I, I'm going to ask them to clean up I saw up a my Chromebook room. on top of a recycling bin at the end of the day It's yesterday. just like, I was like, why that's is there just, just a that's random Chromebook? That's where we are. That's in the hallway are, on, right? a recycling on a recycling bin. bin. Well, you know, I was attempting to return two Chromebooks that did not find their way into the car. I was yeah. trying to have integrity yes. and return these two Chromebooks. And I think I must have journeyed down to our man's office twice. And then I journeyed down to his box twice. And I could not get these Chromebooks returned. They are still in my room. <laughs> anyway. At that point, I just keep them. <clears throat> it's just wild. This is the second time we've talked about Chromebooks on the episode. Chromebooks are a big deal. Yo, we creeping up on episode 25, too. Oh, 25. What anniversary is that? We should look that up. Do you 25. know? You don't know what 25 is. You've been married for like five minutes. Yeah, A little longer than that. Really? But just a little. Yeah, I'm not there yet. We're at we're we're. You've been married a lot longer than me. We're at my man. We're at. I'm googling this right I'm, now. You're my marriage mentor. Twenty fifth. So when it goes down, See, that's you bad. Gotta, my you... wife will tell me that that is a bad. That you need a better mentor. <laughs> you're a marriage mentor. All right, twenty fifth anniversary gift, bro. So the next time we meet, this what is, is it? It's what... like a diamond. No, it's like gold. Nah, will you hold on? What is it? Actually, oh wait. This is bruh. This is our silver anniversary. Silver it's coming up. and gold. Silver and gold. Uh, so you. So if you're going the silver, traditional, like my hair. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna. So if you're gonna go the twenty fifth. If you're gonna go the traditional, I consider gorgeous jewelry yes. or engraved keepsakes. So, uh, so hit us up with some pictures of some wonderful silver uh, yeah. gifts for us on our on on our twenty fifth anniversary, yeah. which we'll record sometime between now and August. It's coming. Um, we are hoping to get some kind of goofy, fun episodes as well as like, what do we do with summer? How do we enjoy summer? Yes. But how do we always make sure that we hit the ground running? Because that's something I'm really good at enjoying summer. I'm not good at hitting the ground running. <laughs> I kind of hit the ground like that kid that's being dragged <laughs> to you know the dentist and doesn't want to go. Like I feel, and then and then eventually you just kind of give in. And you're like, well, that's what I'm doing, and it's like October. <laughs> I think about it like I used to go to summer camp in North Carolina when I was a kid. And so, like, I'd go to camp and not want to go at the beginning. I'd be like, I just want to stay home. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd get there, and, like, halfway, and then you, by the time you it was sulk, time to like, leave, for half the time. I was, yeah. I was like, oh, I want to leave. Yeah. My parents shipped me off to camp when I was, like, seven. <laughs> yeah, Mom. I'm calling you that's out good. for this. No, that's a good thing. I had new I, you, how is that a good thing? They're giving you worldly experiences. Man, I did, all The only experiences I had were seeing the rich kids get care packages sent to them <laughs> with all kinds of that candy. That was the worst, but you nonsense. never got anything. Yeah, I never got... And then I would lose my chapstick like the first day, and so then my lips would get all... But you know what I like? I used to like the camp store. You go and get like a... I didn't have any money to go to the camp a, store. I'd get a black cherry soda. Nah, man, we were... My, my, my home was an austerity home. That was it. Like, you were like... We, you are going and you were enjoying you get the wild. The, you get the three meals that they yep. give you. Yep, yep. And you get whatever marshmallows they, they, they roast for you. 
Uh, shout out Camp Chiefy Ray, YMCA of the Rockies, cultural appropriation. My camp, Camp Camp Timberlake, they also had some cultural appropriation. Yeah. We each, you either were a Seminole oh. or an Iroquois. Oh, wow. And okay. we had color wars. I mean, oh, wow. Oh, hold on. <laughs> we used to sing. They'd, we'd also, at camp, I didn't take part, we, we, but they'd sing, I wish I wasn't Dixie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, you are from the ATL. It was like a sure. Christian. I, I looked back. I looked it up recently, <laughs> and it was a Christian camp. And yeah. I didn't realize that, but then I thought about it. I was like, we did go to chapel there every like, day. Well, Vespers? You always had Vespers. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, no, we, this was like Southern, so. Oh, okay, so. So it was a little so, bit like they they went some of that stuff. Yeah, like, no, we did. No, but ours was definitely a Christian camp and did not say that to anybody <laughs> except we always prayed and we always like sang religious songs. Like, and, and I'm no, and it's really funny because neither of my parents is a religious person. And like, so I don't even know if they knew that they were sending us to like a Christian camp. And I didn't realize I was going to a Christian camp until many years later when I learned what YMCA stands for. You're like, so was, oh, Young Men's Christian Association. That's weird. Oh, okay. oh that's oh, that what that song A lot of things about. are making sense now. Starting to come together. Um, so were you a Seminole? I was a Seminole. You know why I think they put me in the Seminole. I have a feeling you that I can kind of guess. Like, yeah, as I look back I mean, at the history, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's why I was that's a why Seminole. That's why you were a Seminole. Well, we had, like, all of our cabins were named after, like, indigenous nations. But it was one of the, like, so for any of anyone who's interested in this, there's a book by my old mentor at CU, Phil Deloria, uh, son of Vine Deloria. Yes, yes. Uh, and Phil was great. Phil, great. Phil would talk about how he's like, yeah. When you grow up in a house full of armed Indians, like it just really like puts things in perspective. For Phil wrote a great book called Playing Indian. Yes. And it's about all the different ways that we've appropriated yes. Native American culture. And summer camps are kind of one the of those The place things. where it happens. Yeah. I don't know. Why so people I was are in, like, I was in when you're at cabin, summer camp, yeah. you, should be, you should have a Native American role. You should because they're like nature. Yeah. It was wild. But they would never like name it. So I think they're on some level they realized that it was a little unsavory to do it that way. But I was in like Tejas cabin. I was in Blackfoot cabin. There you go. Yeah, it was pretty wild. I don't think um, our cabins had names. Oh, our cabins had names. And we would I, I think it was like cabin one. And cabin we would two. we would get like the rivalry going. Like it, it was crazy. Sorry, I just had to put my phone down. Uh we get the rivalry going. So um so yeah, if you're sending your children off to summer camp, please warn them of Make the dangers sure of cultural there's, appropriation. There's, there's not crazy stuff going on. Yeah. Have them take the two dope guide to cultural appropriation. That's right. Oh, we need to write that before we do it. There hey, we go. hey, that's trademark. Don't that's take trademark. that idea. Nope. Nope. TM. 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 I've been sending that out in my emails. To, TM. And people Don't are take not my getting, stuff. People are just not taking like, the joke. They're like, what? That one's, that was weird. I don't know. Any of y'all notice that teachers don't have a sense of humor this time of year? <laughs> it goes away. It does. Mine's gone. I don't know if yours, yours is gone. Oh, my gosh. I feel like it's, it's mine's still kicking. Yeah. Mine's that's still good. kicking. That's good. That's good. Like, yeah, I, it I, has to. Man, people like ask me how I'm doing. And I'm like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> Just let me be. <laughs> Just, Just let, let me be. be. I don't want to talk don't to you. Don't even talk to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like mad hungry too. Have you like, so there is no hungry, like teacher hungry at four o'clock. You're like, I will eat anything. I'll eat anything. Like, I will eat a handful I, of candy. I, I was, I was <laughs> like out. No, nah, man, like it's like worse nourishing. than that. I was out on the field like um, at the end of the day. And some kid left a half-eaten sandwich there. You're like, Dog, let me I, get on it. Hey, I, 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 I thought about it. I'm like, let me get on it. I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. It's probably all right. It's probably okay. Like, it's okay. Lunch today. It's okay. It's only been out here for four hours. That sun's not too hot. But that's what we need. We need like a snack time for teachers, like because like right after school. Like, you are so hungry. You'll eat, like, starving, starving. Some kids left some chips in my room once, and I just, like, and I managed to eat the whole bag, and my daughter, 
looked at me so disappointed. She's like, what are you doing? What's wrong with what you? Wrong? What you have you become? All of those? You're like, yeah, I did. So Sorry, yeah, I'm hungry. Don't I judge a, me. I had a cheeseburger at lunch, but it was like from two days ago. And it just wasn't satisfying to <laughs> fill me out. <laughs> I had a two-day-old cheeseburger. I'm hungry. I'm like looking in my bag. Do like I have any food in my bag? I don't bag? have any food in my bag. I might have a mint from the trip. <laughs> How is he had a mint. how is uh, how's your year wrapping up, man? It's it's coming fast and fear uh, coming to I can't say that <laughs> it's coming to a close quickly. I said that in front of the seniors and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's coming to a close quickly. The seniors are gone. Bye, they, seniors. Deuces. Bye. They checked out. Deuces. T- tomorrow's the big evening graduation. Yep. And if I could just take a minute, oh, yeah, I got to shout out to go there, don't the we? class of 2018. 2018! Uh, they're a real special class to me. You know, as you know, I came here as an uh, five years ago. Yep. And they were my first students that I had, eighth graders. Yeah, I had them um, as advisees. And so it... You know, you've been through this, but mm-hmm. it feels different when you know a group of kids like that. Yeah. And 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 when they're gone, and and I'm just so proud of them. Yeah. Of the the young adults that they have become, and the things that they're gonna do, and it's just really special experience. Yeah. And I'm just thankful that I've gotten to watch, you know, them develop over the last five years. And so I'm really feeling, really kind of nostalgic. Yeah. And, Happy and have a warm oh, he, heart he about tearing it. Up you know? He's tearing up over no, you. No, I haven't. I didn't. There was only one senior presentation that I started to get a little oh, okay. misty-eyed in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them, I held it together. Yeah. I'm gonna see how I feel tomorrow night. You yeah. know, when yeah, I watch him go across the stage at Senior Awards Night, when I was looking out at him, I kind of got a little misty-eyed for yeah. a second. I was like, no, nope, pull it together. Yeah. Why do I feel like I gotta pull it together? Why can't I just? That's what I'm saying. Out? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you just like do the thing, right? Like you know for sure. Yeah, but, but you know, like they're just so. I'll special. send you a bunch of Jordan memes. That'll get you. <laughs> Cry. No, but you're right. You're right. I think that, and and we sort of talked about this last episode um, when we were going through se- talking about senior presentations. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it's just crazy to know, like, when you met these children. A good number of them were a hot mess. They were. <laughs> like, they were. A good number of them. No lie. You know, you sort of look at them when they're 13 or 14 and you're like, I, child, I do not know <laughs> how this is going to go for you. And then to see them kind of grow up. I mean, they're literally adults for the yeah, most part. They're and, going out um, and they're going to be, they're engaging the world, yeah. you know. And, and I you think, start over new, with a new group. And, and it gives crazy. you hope. It gives you this perspective about where kids are going to go. And it, I, I feel like I'm noticing growth yeah. more in my sixth graders because of it. I'm like, look at where you started out. Yeah. You know? And now look at where you are and where are you going to go. And I always tell kids, you know, like I have dreams and hopes and aspirations for you that you can't even imagine yet. Yeah. Like you, you can't even conceptualize it. And to see them get to that point is where they start to realize, oh, right. I can do this stuff. I can do amazing things. Yep. You know, it's it's just a really cool experience. A really cool yeah. experience. It, it definitely, like you kind of mentioned, like it definitely puts it, puts it in perspective, like how you work with some of the younger kids, you know, like especially the sixth graders yeah. knowing that. Yeah. Like, and I think it's easy to forget kids' humanity, especially if you're having a hard year, if you have some kids who you're clashing with. If like whatever it is that's kind of going on outside, like it can really feel like tempting to kind of dehumanize these kids. Yeah, well, these kids yeah. don't know this and they don't know that. Yeah. It's why I can't engage in conversations with a lot of other teachers because the way we often talk about kids, not, and I'm not throwing our school under the yeah, bus, it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it is everywhere. Um, this kind of dehumanizing way of talking about them. And if we could just remember, there's two things I think are really important to remember about 
um, about kids, whatever level you reach them at, they were somebody's baby. That's right. And they will be a full-grown adult at some point who will be able to reflect back on their experiences and talk about their experiences in some way. Um, and so when we understand that birth and adulthood bookend these years that we're working with them, I think it helps us to kind of see them in a bigger picture. And you're right. I've seen, a good, I've seen I think, three classes graduate um, from like ninth grade year all the way through. That's amazing. And, um, and it's like... It's incredibly humbling. Like you, you, you see them. You know, my last group I had from eighth grade on, just like you. Yeah, yeah. And then my current group I've had since they're ninth graders. They'll be stepping into the shoes of, next uh, year. of the seniors. You know, the class of twenty nineteen on deck. Twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Y'all are next. And, on deck. Uh, and despite how I talk to you, sometimes I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> That's it. I love you guys That's for it. sure. That's it. So, so I'm gonna sit by you in, gra in graduation, of I'll, course. Too. Don't get me in trouble. Oh, will you be? I'll up be there? on stage, brother. Gonna, you oh, can't sit by me. I'm up on stage. Dang. Oh, I gotta figure out some ways to mess with you. you better not be texting me up there. Uh, so I gotta you, look good. Hey, hit us up at Two Dope Teachers on Twitter with ways that I can mess with Kevin during graduation. That um, ain't right, y'all. He's hit us up. Uh, we have a <laughs> we have a free T-shirt for the best ideas. <laughs> It's not necessarily free two dope teachers. Oh, there's Brennan. Oh, hey Brennan. Yeah. Hey Brennan, why don't you come in? Oh, come in. Hey Brennan, we don't we don't cuss on this show, but uh, say some say something to the people. That is cool. <laughs> it is cool. It is cool. He censored himself, y'all. Yeah. He did. He I did. got I got plenty of ideas for you guys on how to how to mess up, mess with uh, Kevin over here during uh, graduation. <laughs> oh, see, he's listening he's got from ideas. outside. Yeah, yeah. I, I was getting live podcast there, there we go, go. getting the live, getting the live yeah. 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 not everybody gets that yeah. not yeah. everybody has that not everybody access. just like walks in while we're recording yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> i don't have i don't have any, any respect for anybody really not for real that's right it's true that's, that's true. how you know you, you, gotta you, gotta do you your finally thing. no i i respect you guys enough Thank you. This is this we is you, this is Brenner, Brennan, one of you. our one of our unsung heroes here at the school. He's one of our custodians. Uh, keeps the school moving. Keeps the school moving. And keeps, Matt, keeps mad talented artist. Uh, yeah, I'm putting it out there. Matt, talented, talented artist. artist. So you should you. check out his stuff uh, whenever whenever he decides to put it out in the world. That's trouble, man. Uh oh, uh oh. What we got now? Who we got covered through? Antonio in here now. Antonio, the man. Oh man, the myth. The yeah, legend. See, y'all are gonna get them all. Why? I don't, Everybody's I don't believe jumping it. through. Like, I don't, I don't believe it. Everybody's like, I got something to say. This is my podcast. That's right. Now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> is he out there or what? Like, is he coming? What's he doing? Antonio. Come there he is. On. There he is. There we go. This is this is another fearless member of our custodial yeah. staff. Uh, don't cuss. We are recording. Uh, say what's up to the people. What's up, y'all? There he is. There it there, is. That's Antonio there it right is. there. Antonio and Brennan. Y'all need cool. a description of Antonio. He looks like the Mexican Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll take that. I'll take that. He'll take it. I'm down. I kind of wish I looked like the Mexican Wolverine. Yeah. I got, I got stuck with Lurch. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you don't want. You got Lurch and the Mexican Wolverine. <laughs> All right, fellas. All right. Y'all have a good one. Yeah, yeah you too. Thanks for dropping in. Send in those ideas. Hit us up. We're Hit on the gram. Up. We're on Twitter. Sweet. <laughs> Oh, Two Dope Studios is That's lit it. right it's now. It's crazy. We just set a really da dangerous precedent here. That's all right. So, That's all right. Uh, yeah, as it was... Not everybody can drop in like That's that. True. That's some true. People go, some people go catch it hey, and, and they drop in Yeah, like that's that. true. That's true. <laughs> hey, if you, uh, if you do want to reach out to us, though, with ideas on how to uh, mess with Kevin or just any ideas in yeah. general, uh, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Two Dope Teachers. Email us, twodopeteachers at gmail.com and like us on Facebook, Two Dope Teachers. Yeah. 
So, um, what were we even talking about? Where we went? We were, so, we end were of, talking about end, end of the year. year end, end of the year. year. Yep. End of the year. What do you? So, so you've got your AP test has been given. Oh man, yeah. Students no. have been tested. They've been tested. So, hit us up on your end of the year routine. <laughs> what, what we do? What, what's AP look like now? We're, so it's Bollywood and cricket. Yes, is what it looks like. Yes. So we are watching Lagan. Shout out to all the AP World History teachers who are showing Lagan this week. I gotta check it out. It's, I gotta watch it. Yeah, this you week. should watch I'm it. Watch it's, it this it's, weekend. It's only three hours and forty three minutes long. So I gotta commit. You gotta commit, gotta and commit. you have to like Bollywood. We know how you feel about musicals. Um, <laughs> it has extended. We're doing a musical episode. Kevin disagrees with this. We're. I doing might. A I might have to check out for episode. It. Or, or just with, be the uh, contrary. The maybe whole we'll time. Maybe we'll do it while you're out of town. Uh, with a create, re- perform, respond. That is a wonderful, wonderful blog. Yeah. Uh, be, be on the lookout for their podcast. They're talking yeah. about doing oh, a podcast. Oh, we got other people um, About coming. theater, about high school theater. That's about school awesome. theater and, and the, uh, the, the, um, the role of the arts in uh, meaningful education. I love but, the arts. Yep. Musicals, though. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, you know. So Starlight I'm gonna, Express. I'm going to be... About that, trains. But that's not a good musical. It was musical. about trains. No, man, but there's good musicals. <laughs> Star- hey, Jelly's Last Jam. All right. It's about Jelly Roll Morton. Okay, Gregory see, Hines play Jelly Roll Morton. I can mess with that. Stomp. <laughs> He's all laughing. He just said stomp, y'all. <laughs> uh, you know, there's good musicals. I said Starlight Express. I'm not. Uh, Check it out. It's about trains <laughs> on roller skates. You know, the sad thing is I actually know one of the songs. I, Starlight I saw Express. it as a kid, so I loved it. <laughs> I'm like, this is about... Dudes on roller skates <laughs> in the trains, and don't they have these like light up costumes? Yeah. All right, I, I'm not going to defend Starlight Express, but like, but Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Green. There we go. Great okay, that's some a Bible good one. Stories, yeah, you that's know. a good one. Uh, you know, there's some good ones, but we will be doing a music episode <laughs> with or without Kev. Uh, we'll it's going to happen. We'll see if I'm in. Um, so, so yeah, so so Lagan. Basically, the plot is it's a Bollywood film. It stars a legendary Amir Khan. Yes. Uh, who's only five foot four, which is like crazy. Um. <laughs> So Amir Khan plays uh, a guy living in a farming community, and um, one of their one of their elders has a run in with a British officer. This is during uh, the occupation of India. Yes, and uh, the British officer says, "Hey, all right, fine. I'll lift your lagan, the tax, if you you can get a team together that can beat us in cricket." Yes. So the next three hours and forty three minutes is about about these uh, rural Indian people from lots of different backgrounds. There's mm-hmm. Muslim Indians, there's yes. Hindu Indians, there's, yes. a, there's an untouchable in the movie. Ooh, there's, that's big. A, uh, there's a Sikh who's like gangster. Um, and they put together a team to try to take on the Brits. Uh, so so it's great. And so with dope. amazing Bollywood numbers. I gotta watch it. Uh, yeah. I'll watch it for the you. The great Bollywood. It's, so it's on it. Netflix, dog. I'll watch a Bollywood musical for you. I know. It's on Netflix. My period one, uh, your BSA president loves this film. Like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> She's like, and uh, she is all about it, and uh, you know the interactive piece and well, everything. Once you give like your 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 uh, your critique, your review means a lot to me. But you know hers is Lagan is oh hers is it's you know her word sterling. her word is is sound as the pound. Man. Word, what did Melania Trump say? Word is bond. Word <laughs> word is bond is bond. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, shout out. We really we really do like accents. It's okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we're watching Lagan, and it will culminate on Tuesday if we can get through the movie. Yes. Uh, culminate on Tuesday this with a rousing cricket match. Yes. We'll be playing uh, with good. the AP kids, so it's always fun. Uh, seven years ago, I think I'm finally allowed to talk about this, uh, the document-based question essay was on the relationship between cricket 
and South Asian political identity wow. in the 20th century. Wow. And so we decided, well, if we can't prepare for this essay, we will play cricket after there you the go. test. There you go. So we got that going on. Um, the sixth graders were doing their Shark Tank. Shark um, Tank, yes. Some of their ideas are like really good. That's what you've said. Um, one of our boys came up with the idea of a smart house. So you just like tell it to do everything that it's going to do. And you know, it's interesting because like a lot of these don't seem realistic per yep. se. But, like, there was a time when we didn't think we could just walk through doors. It would just open naturally for or us. that right? I would have a device in my pocket that I could text you on. Yeah. And or not text me on, on. Or not send me anything oh, on. Oh, see know. how he is, y'all. Yeah. That's all see, right. Now nah, you could. Brother doesn't return one text message. One text message. All right. So I'm, I'm going to screenshot every time I texted you and Don't got no response. Don't do that. I'll put it on the gram. Follow us at 2 You never worry. You never text back. Are you all right? Are you okay? No. Nah, Did a brother because, get arrested? Because because those would also go and, go and answer it, and then I would feel like I need to do something. Then you'd worry everybody. No, then like... I feel like I need to do something. Like, I, I can I can be concerned, but acting? I don't know. Um, so anyway, so so we got this. Uh, so so they're doing Shark Tank, and I actually got some of my uh, juniors to come in and uh, and be the sharks, like be the Mark Cubans and whatever, and uh, got a shout-out one today. Like so, so some of these ideas... Like, this is new for a lot of the kids. Yeah, yeah, of So they're not super well-developed, and they're, like, for a while, a lot of them were, like, spending more on the product than what they were going to charge for it. Yeah. And so some of the juniors very kindly said, so, you know, you'll be out of business really quickly <laughs> if you're spending but more. But that's, like, that's realistic. That's but a it's real. Tank. It's like, you have that's... to, like, know that. But, um, but this one young man came in today, and the ideas were pretty good, but he was, like, so complimentary and so supportive and so, like, encouraging. Like, the kids loved it. And, uh, that's awesome. And I think these relationships are cool. I think as they go into seventh grade next year, they mean and they're going to see this dude who will be a senior, like, hey, you were my shark, you know, like yeah, that kind of thing. Means something. So that's been kind of fun. It's just like everything else I've done this year. It's been, like, really poorly organized. Organized, but uh but it's like it's coming to fruition are, i mean it's, i think there's, there's an aspect of this where it's kind of like let's let's put an idea in front of the kids and see if they can develop it now obviously if i was to do this project again i would tweak it I would yeah yeah yeah, yeah um but it but there is something to be said for putting something in front of kids and saying what are you going to do with this and i'm finding the same thing in my action projects in rasa studies and uh and hip-hop studies where i'm just like look you read a book do something with what I you learn. I think those are the best projects because you get surprised by by yeah. what they produce, and it's a chance for students to really, you know, share their thoughts and their passions beyond kind of what we think about, yeah. you know. And it is that high level move, especially if the kids are kind of thinking about what the parameters should be, mm -hmm. and they're kind of like, "What are we doing?" You know, yeah. because I think at times um, we put kids in a box with our assignments, yep. and so I feel like whenever we try something that's a little different, it's that chance to bust outside of the box and see, you know, how things come about. Whoops! <laughs> Getting messages. All right, my, my child is apparently being picked up. So that's there we good. go. There we go. No, yeah, you're right, and I, and I think also because these were choice books, um, I'm gonna go on a rant at some point, not today about uh, required reading, because I think it's crazy to have required reading. Um, but choice books are really important because yeah. in both classes, they chose a book that related to the to the course. And they ha so they already are owning it. They're taking this ownership of their learning. And so now they have to like do something like beyond it. And we had everything. So we had a group of girls read the book Speak um, about a sex assault. And, yep. they, and so they did a whole poster campaign um, about consent and about uh, sexual violence and that kind of thing, which yeah, is really powerful. Yeah. Uh, we had another crew um, 
do a uh, do one on the B word after reading uh, Tupac's uh, Holler If You Hear Me book. Yeah, yeah. Because what they got out of that was his own ambivalence about his use of some of the, yes, the yeah. these terms. So like it's really cool. And 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 you know, I think I think we're so tempted to control everything that happens That's in the right. classroom. That's right. And we're so shout out to all the school districts who do this. Uh, we're so afraid for kids to fail at something. That's right. Um, like you get an F report if kids are failing something, you know, that's right. and, and like that's as if that's wholly on us. And I take ownership. Right. But this type of take action project um, allows them to take a risk and also demands that they own part of their learning. And and then in the true Frarian sense, I think um, what they do with what I provide moves us both forward. And so now next year when I do the same kind of projects, I'll be able to say, hey, so if you've done, if you've never done one of these before, let me show you some of the examples of yeah. what we have. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that can be a really powerful thing. Yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Sorry. I got a text from, from uh, my marital <laughs> unit. She has collected the child. They're go. on their that's way, critical. wherever they're going to go. We found out about a uh, project that's due on Friday. And that happens. so we have to get some stuff. Uh, pretty sure it wasn't a sh shout out to my child's teachers. Pretty sure it was not assigned yesterday. Yeah, morning no, no, no. On the, on the yeah, drive I'm in, but that's sure when I found out about it. Yeah, but hey, that's all right. shout out to my kid. She's cool. She is kind of cool. Um, yeah. So, so before we kind of uh, transition, I'm still hungry. He, he, uh oh, he getting hangry. I'm getting hangry. The monster's gonna come I'm out. Getting hangry. So we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, uh, I'll make sure. That's my wife's first question when I come in looking salty. Did you she's eat? Like, Did you eat? And uh, <laughs> and she's like total Mexican mama. Like grew up here. She's like, like here. But it's always about food. And so like you know, and it's like when we go to my mother in law's house. It's like it's not hello, how are you? How was the drive up? Did you eat? That is you hello, hungry? how are you? It is. It that is not. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hello, and then we'll you? and then we'll say, well, we. I mean, we we haven't really eaten much, but you know, it's a, don't worry about anything. And she's like, no, no, it'll be really easy. I'll she's do already some got something. And then ready she's to like go, cooking ready stuff to up. up. It's like, wait, how are you cooking beans all morning if you didn't know we were hungry? But that's just the way she's it like, is. I, I Shout know. out to my suegra. She's bomb. Oh. Shout out to my pops. Pops. To my pops. Uh, Leonardo Munoz Cruz, uh, the toughest little Mexican Indian man I ever saw in my life. Uh, still low-key afraid of him. Um, my pops, he's going to hate me for doing this. Oh. My pops turned 64 today. All right, and 64. he is as tough and his ornery as he's ever been. Time. That's hey, a good sign. Hey, pa, lo que pasa es, que pasa es te quiero mucho y Pops, I love you. I miss you. And uh, and I hope to see you really soon. There you um, go. There it's you go. May 23rd, uh, birthday of my pops there. Uh, also, my little nephew, Adan. I don't know if you uh, you be listening to the show, Adan, but he's the uh, same age as uh, my daughter. Uh, it's his go. birthday today, too. There we go. Happy Dude. birthday. Get those birthdays. So, hey, uh, Kevin. Yes? I'd like to take you on a journey in a minute. Take me on a journey. It's on a journey for justice. Ooh. Matter of fact, you already went on this journey. I want to be on that journey. So we're going to be on a journey on for justice journey. in a moment. Um, By the way, if you do want to reach out to us, uh, we, we have a whole lot of people who have been tweeting, retweeting, following us. Yes. Uh, so here's some Twitter <laughs> shout outs. Uh, Marianne Q, Kelly Kel914, YBE The Movement, Jen Binnis, J4J USA, The Cerebronas, a bad podcast that I found. It is great. Some Chicana lawyers. I have to check it uh, out. Cupcake Savant, Jenny June 13, Mrs. Tyler Senato, 826 Digital, Cody Miller, ELA, who just shouted us out from Florida for no reason. Florida. Florida. Florida that's right. Florida. Uh, Zesty Gal, Gentech, 20022. 
TCH Kim Possible. Uh, Kim Possible is asking for a weekly podcast. Okay. So we, um, we might be able to. I would say that's we... not Kim Possible. Oh, I see uh, what you, you did there. Uh, BMEC Fellowship, Sel Mecky, One Eagle Trip and Diva, yeah. uh, CEGN. C- sorry, my bad. CEJNYC NWTSJ twenty eighteen. I don't even know what that is, but they follow us. <laughs> That's uh, right. Lisa Watson Olson, Mahatch fifteen, Reads World HGHS, Barrio Ed PHL. This is uh, the Barrio Ed Project in Philly. Shout out to y'all. Rethink. Hey, we got a We got a We we got followed by Rethinking Schools. There we go. I know. That's like big time. Rethinking schools. Dang. Daniel Salcido, the chief academic officer of our district, Susana C. Denver. Shout out. And we love you. Matthew J. Bush, who helps moderate my AP World History Teacher Facebook page. There we go. Uh, so it's great there stuff. There we go. Shout out. We love all y'all. Shout out. Thanks follow us. Following. If, you, if you follow, like retweeting is cool and stuff, but follow us on Twitter and you get a shout out yeah. and um, a free t-shirt if we ever get t-shirts. One day. One day. T-shirts are coming. Some merch is coming. At some point, we got to figure out a way to get on the top side of this whole thing. But like right now, we're breaking even. We got the summer. We got the summer. That's right. <laughs> we got the summer, summer sport. All right, man. So uh, me and you got to go to Chi Town. That was pretty great. Chi Town, Windy City. So we did the it. home of the greatest, the some of the greatest MCs yeah. from Common yep. to Twista yep. to that other cat who I used to love, a, but I I got some strange feelings about right now. Yeah. To, yeah. to, to Lupe. rapid forte, Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. Lupe's a, a Chicago you know. cat. Chicago's underrated in a lot of musical pursuits. Like Chicago Blue. We Chicago were, Blues. So we, so we went to Five Guys, and I did not have the correct jacket on. And and then we ran straight into it. Ran <laughs> the, into the hawk. We ran into the hawk. Ran into that, that hawk. hawk we, was we, real. we were staying right off of uh, Lake Michigan. and uh, We didn't see the hawk crazy. until that last we day. We didn't see the hawk until that last, last day. day the and then, and so, and so the hawk got real. The hawk swooped. <laughs> and then it made me think of that uh, Lou Rawls song. You yeah. know? And so Lou Rawls is a Chicago Lou man. Uh, this is great Chicago blues uh, out there. So, hey, we see you, Chicago. We see you and, on uh, Chi-Town. And the biggest endorsement for Chicago is that my daughter would love to live there. She said that she's a city she girl. Came back. Yeah, she she, said, she's like, I want to, I want to, I want to live in Chicago. Nice. Um, nice. So she, so she's gonna uh, become a really wealthy artist. There uh, you go. She will, uh, she will have homes in Chicago and NYC. That's the spot. You know, she's done with Denver. That, she's 13. done with it. Yeah, I was the same way though when I was like, because it's like Denver's boring, you know. And then you leave, and then you realize You're it's like, actually oh, it was kind of tight. There's some. It's actually not bad. It's not actually not bad. Look, you can't. I don't know. I guess in Chicago you probably get that good Mexican food. The, the thing I like, no, you, you can't now. You, you, you know why? It's now. because all the cats from Michoacan like decided to move towards Michigan, and so they like, <laughs> and then they then they end up and they're like, this has to be Michigan, it's a big city, uh, but it's not. It's they Chicago. Michigan, no, man, they're like, like it's too cold. There's actually there's a proud Chicano tradition in in, in Chicago, man. Sandra Cisneros, yeah, 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 from yeah, Chicago, yeah. So and our Puerto Rican brothers and sisters, you know, out there. Sisters, yes. Uh, but Chicago's cool. Um, the thing the thing that I that I think is great about chicago is it's about the right midpoint between denver and nyc because i can i can see myself not wanting to be in nyc after like a month right yeah it's just like yeah. overwhelming it's and it's too just much. it's just a lot and it's expensive chicago's expensive too but like it's slightly more low-key but you got that you still good get that feeling. midwest feel that, that, feel. that midwest feel definitely. yeah and i didn't give away my shot i didn't throw away my shot i saw hamilton you know why because i'm young scrappy and hungry I had to throw that out there. If y'all could just see the look. If you had seen, if y'all heard what he did to his daughter the day after she. 
Oh yeah, I was telling her to rise up out of bed, really, because we gotta go. We were gonna be late. Yeah, I'd be and like, she was stop not it. Having no, it. Uh-uh. She was not having it. Yeah, she, yeah. We're all of our nerves are really frayed, like at home. Like we have two teachers and a middle schooler. They're like, we just gotta get through. It's, it's, we gotta make it. It's a powder keg, man. That's about right. to explode. Go I make someone Y'all who's close. gonna lighten the load. Is that from Hamilton? That's from Hamilton. Of course oh. it's from Hamilton. What do you think? There's going to be Hamilton references. Uh, shout out to Sarsura, who uh, gets all the Hamilton references and is, <laughs> is the only one out there on social media supporting me in this. And <laughs> yeah, that's on the gram. Um, all right, so let's talk about this conference, man. Yes, man. Let's talk, we're going to talk about like G2 Brown. G2 we're gonna Brown. We're going to talk about We Choose Equity. And we're going to kind of talk all about All the amazing had. organizers. I have, the Boston area youth. Uh, organizing oh, project, shout man. out, y'all doing big things. So I've been impressing us. I've been yapping a lot. You, step you, up, step, step up, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's some organizers out there doing big stuff for well, the community. And I think that was a really interesting thing because typically what we have is a lot of conversations around equity with other educators and, and oftentimes not even other educators it's like other classroom teachers like when was the last time we talked about equity directly with our social worker with counseling staff or with the school nurse you know any of these uh folks who play non-grandmas like support roles right exactly grandmas, so you I, know, everybody involved in it yeah so uh do you want to talk a little bit about what j for j is and what this conference was so uh journey for justice is an alliance of organizers, teachers, parents, students who are really trying to push back against, I think, you know, the destruction of community schools, uh, the the prison to sc- uh, the school to prison pipeline, or the prison to well, prison. That's what we need. We need a prison, prison to school to prison pipeline. pipeline. We do we need. need a prison to school pipeline. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, standing up for uh, black teachers to try to stop in the pushing out of black teachers. And just really uh, making schools a more equitable place around the country. And so, you know, we were blessed by the CEA to be invited to go to the conference. Shout out Colorado Education they Association. Us, and I think, you know, it inspired us. It enlightened us. Um, and I think it, it re-energized us in a lot of ways sure. to, to this commitment to equity and and to really making sure that you know, in particular, brown and black students are getting the things that they need. Yeah. Because it's just hard. And yeah. and, and you heard all these stories about uh, whether it be Camden, whether it be Philly, whether it be Oakland, Baltimore, you know, Chicago, what was going on. And, and, and that we're all dealing with the same thing, an attack on our communities. Yeah. Right. And this base of education and what education can really do to empower our communities and not just to oppress people within our communities. Yeah. And so what I did while you were kind of giving that really great overview of spiel. of how it was. It was no, it was, it was a good spiel. It was a good spiel. Uh, we'll definitely hit up our, our edition here. Is that is spiel Yiddish? It might be. Or am I just being ignorant? It's, I don't know. We have hey, to do some research. If we got any listeners from the tribe, feel free to let hit us, us up know. and let us let know us if know. we're even saying that right. Um, so uh, there's a seven-point uh, platform yes. that they sort of yes. put together. And so this is off of the J4J 
uh, conference itinerary, which is still on their website right now. Uh, we choose sustainable community schools. We choose, um, let's see, to have for our children to get black teachers and also to stop the attack on black stop teachers. Stop the attack on black teachers. Uh, we choose to end the school to prison pipeline. Yes. We choose democracy, not mayoral control or state takeover. That's right. We choose testing, not, teaching, not testing. That's right. Uh, we choose stopping school closing, closings and privatization. And, um, and then we choose to organize a quality of life campaign. So uh, they actually had us, this was cool. It had that kind of Occupy Wall Street feel yeah. uh, where they had us like kind of repeat that over and over again. And it just put a lot of things in perspective for me because as, as I was starting to say um, before we needed to actually give some uh, overview, like too often we're having these conversations with other classroom teachers, right? And it, like... In some of these sessions, we're with community organizers. That's right. We're with uh, parents who That's right. did this kind of thing. And we're with young people. Like one of the most amazing things. So if you don't know the story of Walter F. Diet High School, yes. this was a school in Hyde Park uh, in Chicago that was slated to be closed. Yeah. So what did the children so, do? The, they went on a hunger strike. They went on a hunger strike. They went on a hunger strike. They said, well, you're not going to close down our school. Yep. And it became this really big thing. There's there's one great. So uh, we got to meet Malcolm and Miracle. Yes. Uh, two uh, young man and a young woman who went to Rahm Emanuel's home and banged on his door and called let him, him a racist. know. Called him a racist. And it turned like it was one of these things that frequently we just let go. We let we let these school closings happen. Uh, we may organize around them. But one thing I realize is that you know there is so much imagination that these other community organizers bring into the into the four. Um, I've been joking with people that I that I feel like it radicalized me a little bit because it's kind of you start thinking about, well, what does it take to actually be heard? And you and I were in a session together where one of the uh, one of the facilitators said, well, you know, when we talk about the school to prison pipeline, you know, it's kind of like the blind men and the elephant. Like we all see part of it, but we don't see the whole thing. thing. And I and I kind of pushed back. I said, you know, uh, as teachers, I think we see the whole elephant. We do. Like we see kids who come in who are in abusive homes. That's we right. see kids who come in who have been victimized by poverty. We see kids come in who are victimized by a lack of health care. We see kids come in who are hungry. We see kids who have witnessed things that have traumatized them, who have mental health issues. So don't tell me I don't see the whole elephant. Yeah. And so like that was the other piece. There's an NEA cat in that same uh in that same room who also said, you know, being able to respect teachers as professionals is a really important thing because we have that perspective. Yep. Um, but, you know, there, there was a lot of stuff that really like um, that really got at me, you know, like uh, on the last day there were there were the, the sisters from Puerto Rico. Um, and so we recommend uh, Naomi Klein's Shock Doctrine is a great read on the in the issue of disaster capitalism. Yeah. And when we tend to think about disaster capitalism. We think about these disasters, natural or man-made, um, that call for an emergency situation. Right. So so think rebuilding Iraq, right? Yes. Think Katrina. Katrina. So think about these places where human life is facing a clear and present danger. And so what these capitalists will do is they will insert themselves into the equation. They will force local communities to invest their dollars. Change the policies that they the supported po yeah, exactly. based on the fact that there's an idea that somehow they did not use the resources correctly. Right, and right. that's why they're in yeah. the situation or that, that they're in. Or that you're in a really bad situation it's a crisis so we can help you but for a price that's right you know and so we think about blackwater and all this stuff that kind of came out with blackwater but i had never thought of disaster capitalism as a part of this 
uh, privatization movement that's happening within schools. And, and we're going to say some radical things. I know we got some brothers and sisters in charter schools, in private schools that are listening to this. But um, what they've sort of argued is that there are folks who will come into these communities. There's a manufactured crisis of what's happening in schools. Your school is failing. Your school is failing. Your school, I mean, it's not even... I By mean, this measure, you have a test. We gave yeah. you this test and you haven't... Uh, improved over the yep. last three years and so that's the disaster yep. the disaster is quote unquote the education that the kids are getting and yeah. the failures and i shout out g2 brown yeah you know, who kept <laughs> reminding us that consistently that our students haven't failed yeah the teachers haven't failed yeah what's failed is the system yep. that hasn't given the resources hasn't trained teachers properly yep. to be able to support students or even have a cultural understanding of where the students come from yep. their lives their experiences and to recognize all the great things that they offer yep. and and the intelligence that they have yeah. versus demeaning them you know and yeah. so when you think about like when you mentioned like the manufactured crisis, yeah. to me, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like the school is failing it's, and there are horrible things happening, but we're not taking a look at the broader picture. We're not taking a look at the broader picture and we're also not giving the like. So let's let's just say for the sake of argument that there is a crisis in education. And I think in terms of our equity challenges, um, in terms of the way there is no love shown for you know young black boys and girls in schools like i think that i think that's a crisis that's right you know and i think those things can manifest but that's not what they're addressing it's not that's, i mean some of them takeover. some of them are trying to address that right like i mean there are schools that um that have kind of low performance ratings because of their uh, their equity practices, yes. which is fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, but let's just say that all those measures are legit. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that for the sake of argument. It's like, did you ever see a movie Shane? Shane? Yeah, it's like a Western. No. With, uh, Jack, with Jack Palance. I think I've heard of it. So, I'm... spoiler alert, I love Westerns and mafia movies. So, there's a scene where, like, the Jack Palance character is pointing a gun at this, like, helpless little dude who's, like, stuttering and everything. And he tosses a gun in front of him. And he says, pick up the gun. The guy's like, I don't want no trouble, mister. And so then he's like, pick up the gun. And he keeps on doing it. So he's like, well, I don't really want to pick up the gun. So he goes, picks up the gun. And Jack Palance shoots him dead, right? Yeah. And so I think of that little dude, right, who's in a fight that he can't win and who is not given the resources that he needs to get into a shootout with Jack Palance. Mm -hmm. But yet there he is. And I feel like, feel free to call us on all of these practices in our schools but at the end of the day it's about resources and it's about whether kids are getting equitable access to things and whether those things are really quality i'd agree i'd agree that the resources play what you have and i think the the most uh kind of glaring indictment uh shout out again to j4j are their equity assessments and if you're interested in joining j4j you can join as a membership uh individual membership or as a organizational membership. So for our unions out there, yep. for our community organized grassroots organizers, you can join J4J if you're like, this hits me, this is what I want to be involved in. But they are doing these equity assessments. And I think the, yeah. the glaring one, which goes to your alma mater, Manual High School. Yeah, Manual High School, and Bolts. Comparing to Cherry Creek High School, a predominantly yep. white uh, high school at a predominantly white school Greenwood district Village. that's very... Uh, very well funded you know when you just looked at the amount and i'm sorry we don't have the actual um report in front of us or do you have it it's like 100 pages so but, no, I don't um, have it, but but you can see the differences in the amount of electives offered you know whereas manual i might have had like four electives offered and they were kind of 
you know, no, no, no disrespect to manual, basic electives, yeah. art, Spanish, uh, you know, I think a PE and a JROTC. Yeah. Cherry Creek had schools like, or, or classes like, um, photography. So here's sculpture. So I took a all picture. sorts of arts classes. I, I took a picture of one of these slides, and actually, what you're talking about is even more specific than I think. What's really powerful. Yep. Um, so this slide that we're looking at um, argues that black and brown and poor kids get fewer classes. So That's right. on the right hand side, you have let's see, one, I'm going to count these up real quick. One, two, three, math, four, y'all. five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty, thirty. So on the right side, they have a group that has thirty-one course offerings that I think are available to grade ten, um, and that's Cherry Creek High School. Thirty-one different classes they can take. So that's core classes, that's, that's elective right. classes, yeah. that's like that's right. whatever it is that they need, AP, like all that that's kind of right. stuff. And then when you look over on the manual side, same grade. Oh, this is grade nine, same grade, six courses available to those kids. That that is clear injustice. So You're denying kids the opportunity. When we talk about access, right? When we talk about access, access means that there are choices and um and so so that that was a really like eye-opening kind of thing for us to see there uh and uh yeah and so then they talk about less engaging what you were referring to less engaging uh courses and arts content this was an audit done here in denver uh this is an organization uh that we are familiar with breaking our chains yep. uh that that collaborated in this audit uh, but it's pretty incredible things. And guys, it's $50 a year to join J4J on an individual basis. Um, that's... And they will help you organize in your own community. Yep. I think that's the beautiful thing is they're not trying to have a national movement. They're having a national movement made up of local yeah. people concerned about their local issues because we know our communities are different in a lot of ways. But I think we're all facing the same challenges when it comes to shutting our schools down, to yeah. not having the resources that we need, to not having teachers that look like the students who are in the classroom, yeah. you know? And so I feel like we need organizations like the J4J Alliance to yeah. help connect us and understand, you know, just like, you know, we say about this podcast, you're not in a silo, you're not alone, you're yeah. not crazy, you're not confused. Yeah. You know, this, a lot of this stuff is very intentional and, uh, it is being organized in a thoughtful way to destroy our schools. So I think we have to be organized and thoughtful in how we resist. Right. And and that was the big sort of uh that was the big sort of takeaway as well was this whole um this whole theme of resisting. But let me just go through uh some of the stuff that was covered at, at so in case anybody's thinking about it. Um, about checking out the conference or the or the website, uh, the keynote speaker was Senator Nina Turner, who Shout we missed because of our our flight uh, and the eternal the cab ride. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. Yes, uh, and uh, and then they had a little bit of a part. When Nina Turner spoke on the first night. Uh, the principal of Diet uh, spoke. Bulow McLeod spoke the next morning. Uh, I think we missed that because our shuttle was late. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then, so so here are some of the breakout sessions um, that they had. Building a base for powerful youth leaders. We attended that yeah. one. Uh, from activism to organizing, um, the the Step Up Louisiana crew, uh, building labor and community partnerships. That makes me think of April 27th here where there was like a plumber's guild that was yeah, out there. Was and they were holding signs that said, it affects us too. That's right. And I think that's the other thing is this called upon communities to respond 
to this kind of whole thing because I think that I think the temptation and you and I both have dealings with some of these schools. The temptation is to just do what's right for your own individual kid. That's right. Right. Well, as long as my kid's school is good and my kid can choose That's a new right. school, it's all good, right? And um, but the reality is that not everybody can choose can choice into a school. So and, and choice, like we said, it's an illusion of choice. It really it's is. Not it's a choice, choice for some, and it's uh, not a choice for others. The the, the resegregation of schools. Uh, of American schools in the 21st century is is stunning. Uh, so we have racial justice analysis, practice, and policy, how it looks on the ground. Um, effective legislative advocacy. So if people want to go and and work with legislatures to try and make things happen, everything down to what you refer to culturally relevant curriculum. And then discussion circles on school privatization, uh, using grassroots communications as a hammer. Uh, because I do think that there is a messaging issue with some of this stuff. People don't always get it. Uh, coalitions and alliances, direct action training, program development as a necessary ingredient to community organizing. I mean, just incredible stuff. Um, and then having these international sort of examples of um, of how it's all working. Um, so we had this really exciting um, sort of moment over the weekend, right, where we were there and we're kind of, you know, looking at, you know, these really big issues. What did you come back with? You know, I think uh, probably the thing that I'm sitting with the most is that it's important that we are, um, you know, hearing the voice of community members when it comes to educational policy in our communities. And, you know, going back to the idea of, you know, we're lucky in Denver, we do have a, a democratic school board that's voted on by the people. So we do, we are moving in the right direction there. Right now, I think people need to be more engaged sure. with that school board and who we're electing and really understand that some of the people that we're electing, you know, are using these code words that are really harmful to us. School reform, you know, we put it up and we say education reform, school reform. Yeah. Well, reform sounds good. Yeah. Right. But what are you trying to reform it into? What did our what did our brother G2 say? Reform is colonization. Reform is colonization, <laughs> you know, and it really we start to think about this and this idea that. We have these schools, and so the idea of a successful school is a school that creates these kind of academic robots, right, yeah, who come yeah. in, who don't have a voice, who don't talk in the hallways, you know, because it's the school policy. They wear uniforms. They have, it, they have it, chants. They have chants. Around but what, what do you, standardized testing. But I think you have to say, what, what does the community want? And I think yeah. that's where we lose. And I think, you know, I come away with this deeper commitment to – supporting the movement for community schools yeah you know that you have schools in your community where kids don't have to get up and take a bus that they can walk to in these buildings that have been there yeah. like diet and and i also take away that we have to resist yeah we have to push back every time we hear about school closures we need to support school uh people resisting school closures you know and i think we can use the example of north high school in our community yeah you know but there were some different factors influencing yeah. how people, but it's still the people in the community. Yeah. But they have to realize, you know, the community is very broad. The community and is everybody. And it's not just yeah. new people who've came in. It's yeah. people who've grown up there. Yeah. And so that's why I was really impressed with seeing like the grandmas. Yeah. You know, the people who had <laughs> yeah. had years, you know, the, the aunts and uncles, the people who are like, I'm just a community organizer. Yeah. And, but it's important to me, like you said, like the plumbers. What's going on in the schools yeah. affects me yep. and my life and the type of life I'm going to live on a day-to-day yeah. -day basis. That's right. Even if I don't have kids in the school system, even if they've moved on, yeah. we still need people engaged because yeah. 
you have people intentionally trying yeah. to railroad well, and, and I'll tell you, like, this is going to sound crazy for me to say, but there's a lot of money in schools. There's a ton of money in schools. And here's the interesting thing. So I, you, you maybe remember, like, the big scramble at the end of the year, like, you know, a few years ago, like, to spend the money in the department because yep. otherwise it would be, like, yep. gone. Yes. Um, we're not having those conversations anymore. But um, there's a lot – there are a lot of untapped resources within the schools, and, and I'm – I it would be naive to think that – some of these individuals who are supporting privatization and school closures are not aware of that. They know that there's money that can be tapped. I mean, that's what I love about the Puerto Rico example and the vulture investors. And and, and when they talked about that CEO, whose name is slipping my mind right now. Oh, uh, Brodsky. That'd be Brodsky. Brodsky. I wrote it down from Aurelius. $53 million apartment. apartment On Central Park. I mean, that he never stays in. And he's never there. But I he mean, owns it. it. It's crazy. And hey, that should be the new location of the studio. You know, when they talk about the... Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> and then they talk about, you know, the woman from Puerto Rico speaking about the fact that, you know, they're under an educational dictatorship beyond the rest of the dictatorship. Yep. You know, and the realization, you know, that Puerto Rico is just a colony of the United States. Yep. We yep. don't give them a true voice. No. We don't and, put and them on even, a there, level there, playing field there, with There was us. a senator that uh, doesn't think they should be able to vote in anything. Right. So, I mean, that's just the you attitude. Shouldn't have a voice. And you have a, a an educational secretary who's telling you your schools aren't ready to open. But yeah. the beauty of it, I, going back to the resistance, is that we can decide what our communities look like. Yeah. In Puerto Rico, they said we will go in and we will rebuild the schools and we will open them ourselves. Yeah, for real. We don't need you for us, and, by us. Boo-boo. Boo-boo. And, uh, you know, one of the women who presented from the from that contingent from Puerto Rico yes. quoted the Juan Antonio Correcher uh, yes. poem. Yes. La, lun- la lucha nunca cesa. La vida es lucha. Es lucha todo, toda por obtener la libertad ansiada. Los demás es la nada, es superficie, es moda. So, uh, translation, for those of you not so blessed as to know the Spanish language, uh, the struggle doesn't end. The struggle is, is life. Uh, to obtain liberty, uh, for the rest, it's nothing. It's superficial. It's what's in style. And so, like, kind of digging in your heels and doing this. And there are some great quotes and some great ideas, like... Uh, where, like, I think I think it was Brother Brown who talked about how we have these ideas that we need to rehabilitate the schools. But but what he says is school has to be a recovery zone, a place where people can repair their lives and build things up. It was cool about that Walter F. Diet school was they had that wing for adult education, for yeah. parent education. Yeah. So, like, there was a computer lab. There were, like, places where, where adults could learn things and learn skills and play with computers and play with programming and stuff. And I thought that was a really powerful thing because it, it makes me think of uh, Jeffrey Canada's uh, Harlem Children's yep, Zone, yep. which was like, we we need to also provide education for adults. We need to help adults meet, meet their right. goals and potential as well. Uh, it's just really an incredible thing. Um, so some of the things that are happening, they're having town halls. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, me and uh, Kev sort of... Look out. Maybe, look out for may, the two dope hosted may, town hall. Maybe we kick around some ideas about holding some town halls. Now, we might be stepping into a big thing right here, but... That's all right. Um, but, but the I thing think is, that's the lesson we've learned. For sure. Is that we have to step up. We do. We, I, I think, you know, it, if, if we truly live the work... Yeah. And that's where it resides is hearing from the people and understanding and then helping to kind of organize a way to have the powers that be yeah. hear those voices. Yeah. And there's also this other uh, quote from the from the women from Chile 
juntos construya la educación. Together we construct education. That's Together true. we build our schools. And I think that's another part of it is if we meet as communities um, and, and talk a little bit about that. So, um, so you know, uh, let us know if you'd be interested in a J4J town hall. It's very democratic um, there. Uh, my favorite thing that uh, was said... All weekend was uh, by our brother, Yohuru Williams, Yes, uh, gave the end note speech. He said, and I wrote, be in the space where hope is being erased. That's it. And uh, and it was such a beautiful thing because that's something you and I can do tomorrow in our classes. Where do we have that kid that is struggling? Where do we have that family that we know is just scraping by and getting through the day without a major <sighs> catastrophe is like success? Like, how can we be in those spaces where hope is being erased? And some of us have capacity to be in bigger spaces where there's where hope is being erased. Uh, shout out to the legislators. I'm going to keep on calling y'all out because hope is being erased with your, like, cozy relationships with these privatizing forces. That's right. And uh, so we need to find that space and we need to inhabit that space and be in that space all the time. In, in my church, they used to say, stand in the gap, right? Stand in the gap between... Uh, the things that are decaying in the world around you and the hope that's in front of you. Mm -hmm. Stand in the gap and, and bring those things together. Um, for me, what I got out of it was that, I mean, I feel like anytime we're at a gathering like this, I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, <laughs> that's like, <laughs> like affirmation. Be, because the thing is, that, like in schools, and I love our teachers and I love our schools, but in schools, we tend to just be focused on what is going to get me through this class period? What is going to get me through this meeting? What is going to get me through this day? What is going to get me to the morning, right? And we get caught in this cycle of like freaking out moment to moment. Like I've always said it, there's no profession that holds you accountable minute to minute the way teaching does. Like this holds you accountable, but we need to be able to stick together and take a big step back and say, all right, what, what do we need to address systemically that's happening right here. And I think it's an important thing. So, um, so it's just incredible, uh, to so, sort of hear all that kind of stuff. Um, so, um, oh, and the other thing that was cool, uh, he said, like, we need to stop telling our young people that they stand on the shoulders of giants. Remember yeah, that line? Yeah, they he says, are giants. They, they are, are the, giants. the giants. Because and, and the point he made was really powerful. Like, he was talking about, um, he was talking about John Lewis and Rosa Parks. And he's like, they didn't stand on the shoulders of giants. Like, they were part of an organization, but they were young people who wanted to make change and who didn't fear to make change. Yeah. So they were the giants. And I think that goes back to your point about, like, we talk about having students take ownership of their learning. Like, that's the space where this comes into. Yeah. So having kids choose what they're interested in learning about, right? And then allowing them to develop that capacity. That's how you find out you are a giant. Yeah. And that you have the ability to, you know, to use verbiage from our school, take yep. action yep. and change the world, yep. you know, based on the problems that you see and the research that you do. And in that same time, uh, kind of seeing yourself as a scholar, as an activist, yeah. as that organic intellectual that we, yeah. I think, uh, we want all of our kids yeah. to strive to become. And I think that's why we should not teach, you know, coming back to the curricular aspect, like, that's why we should not be teaching uh, figures like Dr. King, Malcolm X, Cesar Chavez, Wilma Mankiller, um, you know, Harvey Milk. We should not teach these individuals as if they were these larger-than-life superheroes. We need to teach them as people who were able to leverage their skills and their education and their experiences 
to inspire others and, and to act and who on are the working things. to their own contradictions. Yep. yep. Right. Because Malcolm wasn't always Malcolm. No. We we know it's a great example it. that he it. had a, a a process. Yep. And we're not saying to be there, but once you feel like I gotta get involved, I gotta say yeah. something. This isn't right. Yeah. I have to stand up. And I think you know the other thing is I I've come back with is I'm encouraging my girls of color to speak out. Oh yeah. And, and, and to snap oh, yeah. snap their necks, yep. to snap their fingers, <laughs> to read people yep. because that is powerful. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. And if and if anybody's holding them back and don't like the attitude that they give. Look, we we can we don't want to we don't want to constrain allies. that. Get your we want to help them Get understand how to 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 harness that energy yeah. and 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 direct it in a way so that people have to hear them. Yeah, they have to. I mean, you, that's always you, the... you cannot do anything but hear them. And if you're writing off young women because they got attitude, stop it. Yeah. No, I mean, and and you have to listen. You have to listen, and you have to try to figure out where they're coming from. And look, we're not asking anybody to to be perfect and respond perfectly to every time you know somebody claps you back, like you know whatever, like but. You know, try to listen through like the things that are problematic for you and try to just kind of be present and be willing to revisit a conversation. Yo, Kev, hey, the way I talked to you the other day, um, I wish I hadn't talked to you that way because I think, tell me if this is where you were getting with this kind of thing, because you have to be able to go through a process with it. And, you know, there's definitely a fear that we have of particularly young black boys and girls in the way that we think that they quote unquote always like react to things, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, that's, that's problematic anyway, because the, 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 the other side of it is we don't address it at all. We're like, that's just their culture. Yeah. That's just how they are, you know? <laughs> and it's like, that's just as problematic that's as, right. as trying to stamp it out of them. Right. So what we got to do is like, we, we got to see these kids, like we have to be able to hear, what are you saying to me? And what is it that's driving your anger right now. Like for me personally, and when I had this like conversation with a, with a coworker um, who like we were talking about a student and I'm like, man, that, that dude does not follow any rules. That, that dude does his thing and uh -huh. he's not in like, and it, he's just like, but I love him. And this guy looks at me, he's like, yeah, you love those students, don't you? And I'm like, well, everybody should, yeah. you know, because the thing is that we don't get in this game just to be around kids who know how to play the game. Like, those kids are fine, but we need to get them to interrogate their framework as well. But the kids who just can't make it fit, those are the kids that are our leaders. That, like that, 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 Those are the agents of change. They're the ones that are going to force the conversations that the others aren't going to force. And, 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 and we can either promote that or we can extinguish it. Yeah. Right? And we can we can push it down and, and tell them that's that's not right. But I think those kids need to know there's something right about reacting that way. There is, You're reacting. There there's something out of a in your heart that is real. Injustice. Yep. That you're experiencing. There's something in your heart that is real. And so then you get the kids, you you say to this child, Hey, Kevin, Kevin, I man, I appreciate the passion. So what is it that you're hoping to accomplish through this interaction, through that speech that you gave, through that reaction? What are you hoping to accomplish? And, and then you find out what it is that they want to accomplish. If they're like, I just want somebody to hear me. It's like, well, mission accomplished. You were heard. Now, if you want to get beyond that, let's talk about how you want to, in, do you want to engage in dialogue? Do you want to change to happen? Because that's going to affect who you talk to and how you talk how to you them. How you talk to them. But, you know, like, and, and there was actually somebody at one of the things that said, well, we need to teach our kids to be articulate and use a sophisticated vocabulary. And, yo, I'm all about it, right? I'm all about big words. That's right. But... 
we also have to be the ones. It's a lot to ask a 13 year old like to act like an adult when they're not adults. When they're 13. Right? Like you and I are both old men in our 40s. Um, Speak for yourself. Hey, oh, that's, right, that's right. You're just 40. You're I'm, not like. I'm just 40. You're not there yet. You ain't old either, brother. No, nah, man. Prime. But, but we are at a point in our adult life where either A, we don't care, that's or right. B, we know how to wordsmith things in a way that we can be heard and engage in a dialogue. That's right. We can be the bigger person because That's we right. are adults. 13-year-olds can't be the bigger person. I, it's always the curious thing that teachers, like, and I see teachers struggle with this. You are the adult in the room. Yeah. And yeah. how we react yeah. is, is, is totally under our control. Yep. They've got all sorts of hormones going on. They don't even understand why nope. they're they just know reacting that they need to do the way thing. they are sometimes. And they need to do they it loud. They know that you did something that hit them yep. and sparked them. And so now I got to respond. Hit back. Now they got to respond. I had some kids call me fake because I had some sixth graders <laughs> in lunch reflection. I turned to one of the sixth graders. They think that's going to affect me. Call me yeah, fake. Yeah, I wasn't mad exactly. at them. I got why they were calling me fake. Yeah. I heard them call me yeah. fake because I'm on your friends. <laughs> and they were loyal. These kids are loyal. There was like eight of them waiting yeah. for their homies. <laughs> I was like, go enjoy your lunch. Yeah. I got them. They're coming yeah. with me. They're coming. I'm they not coming gonna, with yo, me. Yo, I'm not going to cook them and eat them. They, like, they're they coming. all right. I, I ain't going to hurt them. You know good. that? Yeah. You know I got that? called fake, but it was by some sophomore girls who were just halfway joking because I reassigned seats and seated them apart from each other. And one of them's like, I saw what you did with that, Munoz. It's fake. I'm That's like, fake. and you know what I say? Yeah, I'm the fakest one in here. Yeah, yeah, because y'all keep it real and feel so be, much. Y'all be keeping it real like with each other and not with my content. So I'm going to be Fake, fakey, fake, fake. I don't care. I like being fake. Mm-hmm. I'll tell them that they're we'll fake. Come in with a name tag that says Mr. Fake. Mr. Fake. <laughs> Mr. Fake PhD and fakeness or fakeity or whatever it is. But you I call think it. it goes to this great point that you're making that you know we are the ones in control yeah. of of the emotions. Yep. And we can either diffuse it. Yep. So that we can speak to them because they get in that reptilian brain. Yep. And they're just thinking about survival. Yep. And so we we know we can't contact and nah. get to them at that nah. point. So I need you to I need you to come back down. Yeah. I need you to know that everything I do is out of love. Yeah. And teachers say that all the time, but it's how you react throughout the day that shows do you really yeah. love me? Well, it's yeah. how you put up with my nonsense friend. I know he's on one today, <laughs> but how you put up with him? Like I heard Jeffrey Duncan Andrade says, well, tell me how you're going to put up with me. Yeah. And so you deal with his crazy butt when he's on one, then I know you I deal with me. with me. You put up with I, me. I feel, in fairness, I feel like I am another level of obnoxious. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like asking, maybe it is like, deal, I don't you we friends. Like, is dealing with me like dealing with a 13 year old? I mean, it depends on the it day. It depends on the day. But I think you probably said that about me too, if I'm, I'm on one. No, nah, man, I've never said that about you. Oh, uh, well, you I've talk to my wife. That. Talk to my wife. Talk to my mother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, uh, I might, I might they, do a better job of containing there. that or kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I think see him. Yeah, for real. No, but I, th- I think you're right. I think that um, the way we model things like that, because the thing is, they're always watching, especially if a kid like does do something like really disrespectful. Like the rest of the kids are watching to see what you're gonna do, and I would like. I don't know. I don't. Like, I know sometimes the things that kids say and do can feel hurtful and feel personal, but they're not personal. Even if they think it's personal, it's not personal. Oh. And, you know, and so I always I always say to the kid, I'm like, hey, um, 
Do you mind if we speak for a second just right out in the hall? You're not in trouble. I just want to talk with you real quick. Yeah. And they go out there. And the first thing I say, say the first thing I do is I try to own my role in it. Because the thing is that 90% of these, these outbursts are provoked. Yeah. Maybe I provoked it. Maybe someone else provoked it. But they did not come into my class intending to disrupt. That's right. And so I, I go out there. I was like, yo, I'm going to um, – I just owe you an apology because the way I spoke to you, I would not want somebody to speak to me that way. And um, – and, and that's not cool. You shouldn't have to deal with that in class. Um, so do you accept my apology? And then they're always kind of like, huh, this is different. They're like, oh, Uncharted Waters, what do we do here? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, because yeah, they're always willing to yeah. come with you. And then I say, so may I ask something of you? Could I ask that you not interrupt your classmates when they're raising their hand and trying to make a point? Is that is that is that too much for me to ask? Can you, Would you do that for yep. me? And, uh, and they'll be like, oh, no, that's going to be hard. And I'm like, will you try? Okay, yeah, mister, I'll try. You know, and so it's like you can you can really, like, diffuse it by – and, again, it's a Frarian principle. It's like we are all trying to move together as human beings right. in this. And um, and I think to just to bring it back to J4J, I think that that was kind of the biggest takeaway for me is that we are all – we all need to work together to protect our schools and to ensure that every child has a school that they can walk to that is great. Yes. You know, and yes. that's a big thing to ask, but – you know, but I, I I want nothing less. I want nothing less than for all kids to be able to walk to a great school. That's right. You shouldn't you know? have to you shouldn't have to ride a bus an hour to get a good education. We got kids and feel in yeah. a place that you don't feel welcomed in yep. where people don't understand your background, your experience, your struggles. And you should be able to go to school with the people who live around you, your homies from around the way. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, it's such a powerful thing. A good neighborhood school is such a powerful thing. And, um, I, you know, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I don't, I don't, I don't think we bring back busing, but you know, maybe we do like start thinking about, you know, you have a school, uh, that's where you're going to school. And you, we are, you know, because the thing is that right now we are not work. This is not an education system this is a concierge service that's right. right so like the concierge you walk down there you're like yo i need this what would you like and i will give you what you want like hey you don't live in that city but you want to go to that you school you want to go to a good school yo that's we, choice. you can you can move to we wherever will, you we will help to. you move just fill out these papers fill out these papers and uh you can go to, go to this school. meeting you can get a ride right? you can get a ride there okay, you're responsible so there's no bus responsible for that ride okay and then you can go. And, and you'll get a good education, and that's that school right. will be good. Until be good. too many of those people, yeah. whoever we're trying to get away, yep, come yep. to it, and then you get a choice then, to another then school. Get, well, then you're going to go to college anyway, so it's So you'll, it won't be your problem. Right, you will have made exactly it through, right. and that's we can exactly leave right. it. Now, oh, your little brother has to deal with it? That, that's great. Your little brother. Well, well, they can choice to a different they school. Can, they can go to a different school. So they there's can. no continuation. You don't know this any of siblings don't come in, and they're like, oh, I had your brother. Yeah. And I had your mom. I knew your mom. Yeah. Well, and what we need to do is we need to get over ourselves, right, as adults with kids to like to be able to say, no, actually, uh, I'm not going to work the system for my own benefit. And and I think that's a hard ask. That it's is a hard thing for people to do. And, um, you know, it's you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it's it's going to like it's going to take bold strokes. Right. Um, on, on behalf of everybody in the community, but it starts with everybody caring about the school in their neighborhood. Because if that school like goes to crap, 
whose lawn do you think is going to get destroyed? Who's going to have to hear the noise? Who's going to have to like deal with the drama going on outside that school? You are, you live there and no amount of calling the district and calling the Denver police department is going to make that any better. In fact, it's probably going to make it worse for you. That's right. You know, so we all need to be invested in our schools uncompromisingly and unequivocally. And wow, I, think, I got that word I out. Think, I didn't I, think I was going to get that word out. <laughs> Unequiv- see, there unequivocally you go. is very hard to do that is a difficult on word. the fly, but I got into a rhythm. That is made a difficult happen. word. <laughs> you know, and I think about the big picture, like you said, we, and I think we have to decide what, what does a quality education look like? What does that mean? For real. Is it clean? Is it not messy? Is it... I mean, does it look like exploring? two dope studios or I mean, like, you, you know, know? People will tell you. We have an amazing school, right? Yeah. We have a great school. I love our school. But there are some problems, right? <laughs> yeah. we, we have we have a building that's falling apart. Yep. We have, you know, I got two mouse, uh, Fredo and uh, Zanny. You named your mouse? My... <laughs> no. Don't name. Are you sure it's not Laurel and Yanny? <laughs> Laurel Don't and start Yanny. That. Okay, here's the big question. <laughs> What do you hear? And I'm gonna I'm gonna make a huge judgment if you say the. I hear Yanny. Oh my God! You're like my wife. This is it. This is the end of the podcast. I can't deal with this. How can you hear Yanny when it's blatantly Laurel? Well, so it depends. So what my nerdy child pointed out is that if you play it at a certain pitch, it's Yanny. But if you play it at a different pitch, it's Laurel. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Older people tended to hear Laurel. It just tends to like show that i'm still young at heart wait what did i say i heard i heard yanny <laughs> you heard yanny. i heard yanny yeah you crazy uh, now they, they talked to the guy who actually did the recording yes. and he could he's like how do, he, how do i put that on a resume <laughs> like, <laughs> i made the laurel yanny recording it's that it's, was me it's it's obviously yanny like i mean oh my God. this is uh, like let's not okay fine we, we let's just go back and pretend that was never okay even talked we about. would edit that out but we don't know how to do that not yet it's yanny it's Yanny. Like, I don't even like Yanny. I asked my wife. Yanny, Yanny, I was what? I was expecting her to be like, yeah, it's Laurel, and she's like, it's Yanny, of course, <laughs> just like you. I'm like, oh my I'm god. The, I'm the minority in my house. Like my 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 wife and daughter hear Laurel. Oh, that's good. And that's, that, that makes sense. Though. It they, doesn't. They make seem sense. to be more to, together. <laughs> more together. That might be a good time to end this podcast for today. Uh, you know, I on love the you, eve brother. of our, I love you too, man. I love you too. <laughs> Um, so, uh, check out my doodles. I don't know. What do you think about the doodles? I, first of all, like, this man is like, I was giving him a hard time because I was like, because he took, he took two journals to a pep rally today. Man, how are you going to call that out? <laughs> but I, I love his, I loved you. it. I always wondered what he was doing in his journals. And then at the <laughs> conference, I was looking at him. I was like, oh, he's got pictures. He's got, I got words. My, I got, got my quotes. alter ego. That's he's got his alter ego that's, in there. That's Hank Gomez. He says the things that I don't always say You're letting say Hank loud. Gomez out of the, out of the. I'm out, letting out, Hank out, letting out Hank of the bag. Out. Yeah, people know about Hank. He's the truth. Y'all should see him. Hank he's is awesome. the truth. Hank is the truth. But but no, I it's love like I love fairy. your doodles. Like you're that's high level note taking. And I said you should be doing the draw my life, doing that type <laughs> of stuff. You were you were like no, they're not that good, man. I got should, my brown v board thing. Y'all going should on see him. They're nice. Yeah. So he, they're actually they're on Instagram. So he's got all out. sorts of like. Uh, Visuals to represent the metaphors the and things, the got silo, the turntables. the turntables. Yeah, I love it. I love them. Good. If I, got, I if I had neater right handwriting, <laughs> I would no, be in it. Your, your handwriting is definitely problematic. <laughs> <laughs> it's never. It, I've never. You know what? That's why you I know type. What? I, I type. Yo, I type. this disillusionment moment though. Like I like thought I had really good handwriting, right? And then I wrote 
an APSA like for the kids <laughs> to read. They could not read my they handwriting. Read They're your... like, I can't read this. Can you read this to us? And I'm like, you are haters. <laughs> I love whenever haters. the kids are like, Mister, you have good handwriting. Yeah, and I'm well, like, they like my board handwriting. Yes. One of my AP kids pointed out, she's like. How is your handwriting on the board so good and your handwriting on paper is so bad? You know, like I have a real hang up about my handwriting because, yeah. you know, like I grew up with several people. I'm from the South. And so when you write bad, they call it chicken scratch, <laughs> you know. And so like yes. my, my own mother has referred to my writing as chicken, chicken, chicken scratch. scratch. It looks like and some so, so, you know, right I do have a hang up about it. I feel like people are judging me. I don't like to write things around people. <laughs> I misspell You're words. Right. I'd be doing that cultural spelling. <laughs> you don't punctuate your emails or texts either. I don't punctuate like, my emails. You know, kind of like, like, I didn't know if that was philosophical or if you just don't care. Uh, it's a little of both. A little, <laughs> little, little pushback. And I love the people who get mad about it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I know I'm doing it to you every time. Because you don't like it. Is it you? You're just like, like one of the kids. I'm like, you don't like, like that, kids. do you? you All right. Like so I know how to get under your skin. Man. But, you know, but then other times when I'm trying to be professional, I'm really bad. My wife is my proofreader at home. I've seen you speak, like, in, like, meetings versus, like, when we talk. And it's just, like, for a while I wanted to just, like, bust out laughing because you're up there like, all right, everybody. Uh, we are going to do some very important work on a protocol on student work. So yeah. if you could please go to your agenda and your docs, I'm like, bruh. Look, look, I know how everybody. No, man, we got, we got Everybody's constantly judging me. I no, know we this. got a code switch. We got a code switch. I'm not judging you. It's just... I was I was accused of not staying in the hotel when I tried to get some water in the morning. <laughs> That's right. I was That's accused right. of not you staying got, in the hotel. Profile. He got profile. Hey, shout out to La Quinta on Lakeshore Avenue. All of a sudden, um, I was like, he was down like, there getting You're not water. staying here. You can't. Please don't eat our food, sir. Yeah. I was like, What do you mean? I've been here the last three days. <laughs> and that. And let me just say. That did not happen to me. So <laughs> what y'all think is but going see, on? But Hit us up I on had Twitter. to ask myself because I was like, there's a lot of black people in there. Yeah. So why was I singled out? I mean, I mean, you weren't, you weren't, uh, you were. <laughs> what did I do? What did yeah. I do? I don't think you did anything, bro. Like, I think, I think you were a black guy in a hoodie. Like, is I think. That, is that it? Because you, 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 you had your, you had your, you had your, he was your, Fred, your Fred, Fred Hampton. Hampton. My, my bad, your Fred Hampton. Yeah, hoodie. I was repping and, Fred in Chicago. Um, had to. You were, you had to. And uh, I just, I just think that's hilarious. Like, that, that they picked you out, you know. Um, it's like this constant thing. Yeah. It's this constant thing that do you, happens. Do you have that psychological thing where, like, maybe I don't belong here? Maybe I'm doing this wrong. No, it's never that. It's <laughs> You're like, nope. like, this is some racist stuff yep. right here. <laughs> like, I've had it happen at concerts with my friends. My friends will call it out. My white friends will be like, wow, why did they come and talk to you? Everybody dancing in the aisle. Exactly. But you got to call out. Exactly. And, and I'll be like, you all, they know. They know exactly. I, we all know why. Yep. But well, I think we're both losing our voice. Getting there. So it might be time to uh, start wrapping up today. Right. Um Yo, it's our, it's our graduation episode, man. Graduation tomorrow. We, we graduating uh, from this school year. From this school year, we ain't going nowhere. Are you going we, to college? Where'd you get accepted? Man, I'm coming back. I gotta come back. I got. I still got classes. I've I've passed. I've this is passed. year twelve for me. So this oh, year, yeah. technically. Oh man. I would have been there. Yeah, I'm year nineteen. It's gonna be year twenty coming up. Super senior. I'm a super senior. <laughs> Super senior. Oh man. Oh man. Well, hey, um, 
just kind of in closing out the school year now, like I said, we're going to we're gonna try to do some fun stuff over the summer. Uh, hit us up with your topics that you think we should be covering. Um, let us know the musicals you want us talking about. Let us about. know the musicals. Starlight Express. Yep. Shout Ram- out. Starlight Express. Oklahoma. It goes, it goes Hamilton, Starlight Express, and then Oklahoma, Oklahoma. And then the Phantom of the Opera. Just top, top four. <laughs> top four. But it's going to be like Hamilton for a long time, even though there's no Indian people in a three-hour show. Anyway. Oh, yeah, no native people. Problematic. We got people like keep on. Yes, I'm gonna stop the office depot and get a trifold. It's all good. Um, get so trifold, get gotta project. get a trifold for that project that my child just <laughs> told me about. Um, nah. So we're but we will we'll be going back and forth, um, talking about some serious issues. We are um, we are scheduled to, to present in Austin. Uh, so if we have any yes. any Austin Texas heads gonna come out. Uh, hit us up. We'll be around. Um, but yeah, we're going to try to keep it fun and light, but we're also going to try to get into some questions that people are thinking about. Hit us up with ideas um, on books. Let me just read off a list of some that came to us from Haley Vatch uh, on Twitter. Push Out by Monique Morris. Cutting School by uh, by Rooks uh, about privatization and segregation in public ed. Teaching as a Subversive Activity by yeah. Neil Postman. It's an old book, uh, but it's timeless. Uh, the Color of Law by Richard Rothstein, which is redlining. Um, An Indigenous People's History of the United States by Roxanne Dunbar-Ortiz. Um, yeah. So uh, if you have other ideas, hit us up. We're going to try to figure one out by about mid-June yeah. and uh, and try to get try to get our read on. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I also want to shout out the Philadelphia Student Union. Yes. And our homegirl, Shania. Shania. <laughs> we wait for the podcast, yeah. homegirl. Yep. We, co- we, we commiserated. That was that was good stuff. But good, special good. shout out to all the young people who yeah. were at the J for J conference. Y'all were the energy. Y'all, y'all the, heart the inspiration. And soul. Y'all inspiration. Y'all doing the real work. Yep. Respect to y'all. Facts. Facts. True. Yep. Yeah. And and we want to thank all of you who've been on this ride with us this school year. Um, whether you're joining us for the first time today, whether you've been with us since the beginning of the year, or whether you are our day ones uh, from back in uh, 2015. Yeah. 2015. Uh, Wait a minute. Talking about stuff um, as we kind of go through. We're just looking forward to this. We hope that you've all had a wonderful, wonderful school year. We hope that these last few days do not drive you totally crazy. That's right. We hope that you're able to get your uh, sign-out sheet signed off before the admin leaves for the summer. That's it. Um, you ever not gotten signed off? And then it's just like, hey, it doesn't matter? I almost never. <laughs> yeah, you're like, why does it matter But I got so signed out I last year. I got, lined out, I got signed out last year, but in the past, my attitude was I'm grown. And my contract is over. It's all done. <laughs> I leave nothing for my custodian. No, no. I'm trying to help them out. Trying to. to y'all heard. It. Y'all heard Brennan and Antonio. They ain't gonna have it. If Shout out. Vanessa. Support your custodians. Support they, your local they, they custodians. Keep, they keep your building running. They do, and they call out kids in ways that we are not allowed to. They, they, they really do. <laughs> and that works. But we we just uh, hope you've enjoyed the ride. Uh, we will be heading into our summer vacation episodes, and then it's season three. Season three. Season three of Two Dope Teachers what, and a what Mike. What could the nickname of season three be? Like Atlanta season this year was Robin season. What's season three? We got to figure Robin that season. out. We got to think about that. Hey, uh, hit us up with your ideas for the name of our third season. What's and the, our first and second seasons. Yeah, if you got names if for If you got them. names for those retroactively. I think the first season is called Bell Hooks. Bell Hooks. Yep. Bell Hooks. We still waiting on you, sister. Yep. Hit us up, Bell. We still waiting We on follow you. you on Twitter. We like all your tweets. We do. We really do. We really want to have you on the show. Um, yeah, shout out to everybody yes. uh, who's just and all the support on social media, all the support 
uh, Colorado Education Association, you've played a special role yeah, Allie, in, uh, in what's going Allie, on. Allie Cochran, he, Sarah Fatori and company. Y'all have uh, our back. Amy Baca-Oler, Carrie Dahlman. Our body CBA. karate, we've messed with y'all. Yeah, that's right. We we have. Uh, this has been fun. It's been a fun ride. Um, and Shoot, we've done big stuff this year. We have. It's and weird, we, isn't it? we only halfway through the year. We're oh, That's right. It's only May. We've got bigger stuff coming. What's going on? What's going to happen in the summer? Ooh. It's going to be a two-dope summer. We watch out. We gonna watch out. Watch out. Bet. Bet. <laughs> yeah. Am Bet. I saying it right? I'm not. I don't feel like I'm not saying it right. It's Bet. A, Bet. Bet. Well, it's not something. I, no. So, so I would say, hey, uh, we're gonna kill it this summer, right? And you go. Bet. Yeah, exactly. That's the way it's supposed <laughs> to go. I was trying to explain this to another teacher, and it was just hopeless. Because they think it's like when we used to say, like, "I bet you." It's yeah. like true that. Yeah, but it's more like, "I bet." Bet. I bet. got you. All right, you Man, this is up? not a real phone number. I it's hate I me. keep getting these. One, three, three. That ain't none. Stop calling me. I know y'all listen to the pod. All right. Um, Agent Johnson. A, that's, <laughs> that's right. Agent Smith. Agent Smith. Johnson. Agent Johnson. What's that? Agent Smith. It's Agent black Smith. partner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, he didn't have a black partner. He was he had a whole bunch of himself that that's was right. a partner. <laughs> that's where he went wrong. All right. Hey, you know where this podcast is going wrong right now? Uh, so we're gonna go ahead. And, we're gonna and close it off, so y'all don't lose any more respect for us. Uh, it, it's been a fun year. Uh, so relax this summer. Take it easy. Take, Take it easy this summer. Yourself. You've earned it. Remember, summer is when teachers cash in all their overtime. That's right. Don't let them tell you that you get three months off. You earned it, and uh, we down here in the struggle with you. We out here. We out here. We out here. And, gang, gang. Uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Gang, gang. We're getting silly. Uh, I am Gerardo Munoz. It's your boy, Kevin Adams. We are two dope teachers telling you that today, this summer, and always stay, stay dope. dope.